welcome to Two Broken Girls. I'm Layla. And I'm Sophie. Thank you for being here. It's taken us a little bit of time, um, as some of you might know, but you know, this is the new podcast you've all been waiting for. Basically to give you some context on what you're doing here and why you're listening. We kind of are going to be talking about themes that intertwine Sophie and I that have punctuated our bringing um, and that still very much resonate in our, in our current lives. Um, anything ranging from upbringing, identity politics, dating in the digital era, family dynamics, and more specifically perhaps is um, our kind of relationships with our respective father figures. Essentially, yeah, we realised kind of early stages that we both had quite tormented relationships with our respective father figures. And these are kind of conversations that we've had many times on many occasions. And we just kind of wanted to bring them to life a bit more officially, I guess. And what better way than to do it than just than one more podcast in this world because <laughs> the world needs another podcast guys um and you know to give you guys a bit of context for those who don't know us um personally um i'm and we're only saying this because it, it you're we do reference this quite a lot and i think whether we like it or not it it, it has shaped and it does continue to shape our, our perception of the world yeah. you know like who we are and our, our, our mm. ethnic background like I'm um, half Iranian, half Belgian, British, and I was born in London and grew up partially in France. So that's my little exquisite mm-hmm. corpse. Um, and I am Malaysian, Chinese, and Irish, um, but I was born and raised in uh, the West Midlands. So there you have it, guys. This is us. So basically, me and Sophie went to America at the end of last year. And sorry, guys, if you hear any kind I am, of I am liquid, so uh, we're not. Just give me a moment. Yeah, that fizz. So we went to America and we won this like three month long road trip. We went all over the shop, like East Coast, West Coast, Southern States, rural, urban. And um, we just kind of decided to explore the idea of a field trip through the male middle-aged man psyche Mm -hmm. it was almost like a casting call Mm -hmm. that we didn't actually address to anyone we just like knew we were doing that we were not swiping to find love per se but swiping to find a bit of the puzzle you know yeah a fragment of the daddy figure yeah that we wanted to get to know and, and almost i think also like it's kind of like helped me to understand certain like dynamics I have with my own father Mm. and I think when I met you and certain conversations we were having was like I don't know us entering into this like pact to Mm. like understand each other more or like well understand myself more Mm -hmm. and I feel like this kind of road trip was like one thing that we did to like help us to understand I suppose yeah certain dynamics we have with our father figures yeah it was a bit of a quest somehow and it was like yeah somehow I guess the most long lasting so far and tangible embodiment Mm. of this kind of like 
quests. Um, it did feel like a quest. It did it? feel like yeah. a quest. And yeah, we were kind of like Louis Thoreauing our way through the yeah. daddies of America. Um, and, you know, th- this just happened to be in America, but in the future we do hope to take this shit continental, guys. Yeah. We're going to take this to our side of the world. We're going to take this to Asia. We're going to get some Latin American daddies. So, you know, the idea is just to kind of like... Languages. Languages. Pending. Yeah, exactly, but, guys. Once we get that Duolingo unlock, it's over <laughs> for you bitches. So, you know, here we were, guys, um, bounded by these... Bounded by these, this blood pact that me and Sophie had made, bounded by these common themes and just like ready to get up close, deep and personal with these, yeah. with these Get some men. answers. Get some answers. More questions. Exactly. Or create more questions, arguably. Yeah, I'm confused. I'm more confused <laughs> than I was to begin with. Um, but yeah, so basically what we'll be doing here is we'll be essentially going on dates with these daddy types to excavate life lessons and bring you out findings as we said on identity politics family dynamics dating in this economy and more so each episode will analyze various topics based on these anecdotes and kind of reenact re reiterate these twisted corrupt and low-key shady encounters in doing so so this takes us back to our first encounter which was the man himself, which we will not be calling him by his name because obviously, you know, we're not trying to get sued and stuff by multimillionaires. Um, but let's call him Eli. He's Eli. He's Eli now. One night. That's it. It's official. Yeah. Um, so this guy was just your quintessential Central Park um, political figure, philanthropist kind of persona. Mm. Um, we... We matched with him, um, well, it felt like we, basically, obviously we didn't have a communal <laughs> Tinder profile, Yeah. Um, but we each had our like, own one and we would kind of go on there and find guys that would fit the bill or any kind of bill and be a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would obviously get chatting to them and obviously at some point in the conversation we would have to kind of cats out the bag that there wasn't one but two broken girls in the mix and then you know you kind of had to like lay the foundations that it was going to be a triple date not a double one um yeah but so i think to be honest it's been fine so far it's like, been fine so far yeah um yeah that, I mean, that narrative stuck i think like i think like actually lots of guys are kind of like intrigued curious mm. thinks that I don't know, somehow they think that, like, well, two girls are better than one, probably, for them. But, like, I think... Yeah, exactly. Obviously, we're not meeting these guys on on any kind of traditional, like, sugar daddy, you know, seeking arrangements or any kind of thing like that. It's purely just, like, men that we match with on Tinder. So it might be that they are quite... Um, surprised that maybe they did match with someone quite younger it might be that and definitely there's an element of intrigue there and and especially more so when you do kind of break it to them that there's going to be two of us and I think when they match with like a younger girl it's like even though I don't think or as we're not meeting them on like some traditional like daddy side or anything I think like it's a suppressed like want in them that like well 
I mean, that's a generalization, but I think a lot of guys basically are, do like have it a, a want in them to like be with a younger woman. Mm. And then like on top of that, two girls, it's like, it's yeah. like, it's and like another fantasy. Yeah. 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 I think there's like a lot. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's probably a fan fantasy for them, but like ultimately, um, I don't think, even though like often like I would go along and be like, I'm just the third wheel, like, and I would feel nervous about that. Like, there's, I think they love it, you know? Yeah. I think, I think, I think for the guys that aren't genuinely seeking like a, like a, you know, long-term mm. thing, which they're happy because it's just like, <laughs> which is actually one of them. They're happy because it just feeds into their like, kind of like fantasy, like complex where it's like, oh, anything could happen. Yeah. And, like, you know, t- as I say, two is better than one apparently. And by saying there's two people, it almost like, gets them off the hook of any kind of like real expectation for it to flourish or whatever or amount to anything a bit more serious yeah like you're almost bringing this element of play into the equation of like this is from the get-go not um embodying any kind of conventional um ideas of uh, monogamy or anything mm. like that you know of, of, of just like mm. um you know totally, yeah and i think a lot of these guys are at a point in their life where they've like maybe had like long-term relationship or marriages and they're sort of like well i can just do anything now i'm out of like this essential essentially like like ball and chain relationship mm. and now i can like like do anything i want to do and like this includes like being with two young women yeah but also yeah um I don't know what I was going to say. Mm. In my head, but. No, but yeah, so that that's kind of like, it was always an interesting conversation to have and some of them met it more with like, well, can't we just meet the two of us and can't we just, you know, and others were just like, yeah, that's fine. And, and in this case... Um, oh yeah, sorry. I yeah. was just going to bring up um, that like, I don't even think like they can say no. Like, in yeah, many yeah, ways, yeah. I think that the way in which we approach situation, which is that, oh, we're travelling together, like, can I bring my friend? Mm. I don't think that, like, a guy is going to say no because they're terrified of, like, of coming across, like, predatory. And not that I think saying you want to go on a date with someone alone is predatory, but I think there's this, like, mentality where it's, like, the worry, the mm. worry of being predatory. Not everyone, though. And definitely not Eli. What do you mean? I don't think I definitely think there's a lot yeah um in this day and age of concern yeah especially oh not uh, yeah I know see what you're saying yeah 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 and I think for sure like that that kind of sets the tone where it's like well why can't it just be us two and yeah of course like I think in a normal kind of dynamic and I'm sorry to say the word normal because you know what is normal but I feel like if say one of us was going on a date with like a twenty or thirty something you old mm-hmm person where there was like it was kind of seen as a date in the sense that there was the similar demographic and realistically there was an attraction and whatever whatever well then there would probably so like are you saying that like Eli isn't like doesn't care about being predatory because I would also agree with that I I think he's like unbothered about coming across how he came across which was yeah. predatory like I don't think he actually was he actually cared but I think he's one of those like guys which doesn't fall into the 
nice guy syndrome no, effect. He's cool. not even trying. Yeah, he's not even trying. Like he's like I'm ha- I'm happy being the bad guy. He's comfortable and content in that yeah. position. Whereas like a lot of the other people I would mm. just say yeah. um like really do have this kind of like deep concern but need to be liked and they they think that that's like the only way that they could I think get with like a younger girl. Mm. You know, like by being like kind of like pulling like a trick or something. Like I'm a nice guy, and like you don't need to like don't worry about being your friend. But but no, yeah. I do think Eli wasn't like on that wavelength. Yeah, I, I think he was oblivious. I think anyone that well, I guess I was thinking also like if if say like just going on a date would like actually a genuine date, and then I was like, can my friend come because she's whatever in town. Like to be fair, I would never do that because yeah, you know, that that would just be absurd. Yeah, but obviously. Okay, I guess let's put it that way. If we were still in America, but like we were actually dating for dating, actually dating because we actually fucked with the person. Yeah. Um, then I guess like that, I'd imagine the demographic that we would be going on a date with would feel like it would potentially be a cancelable offence to be like, no, I just sure. want to go. Yeah, yeah. Because, but then again, it's hard to tell because that's mm. not something I would actually ever really do if it was for Sure, yeah. But, I mean, it's like absolutely not a cancelable offence, but like, I think it's more coming from the like the the worry of being cancelled. Yeah, but I think Eli is like part of like the New York socialite rich scene that like mm. probably like you never have like like one on one dates with anyone. Like I'm sure when he was like with his like wife, he probably never did like one on one dates. Yeah. It's always like socialising or like big like affairs you know like mm. and i'm definitely gonna say that he probably wasn't opposed to an orgy anyway so oh my god like yeah. you know he, he 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 was rooting for that gunning for it so i don't you know i think that kind of like elitist crowd probably like they're just like bring anyone into the fold yeah and i definitely think women and i i think that's actually where the whole concept of an escort girl stems from in the sense that like women are very much seen as accessories as plus ones and i think there's a lot of these kind of like social events and occurrences that require men to have female companionship, mm. at least as a display of it, you know, like, and so I think he very much had this kind of relationship to women that was very transactional. It was like, and even just in his time management, like he, he seemed to just be the kind of person who had a meeting from 10 to 11. And then like, a, well, even when we met up with him, he was definitely, he'd just come from uptown and he had a, a he, he mentioned, he was like name dropping, like he said that he had a meeting with like a political figure or whatever. Which so, we won't name. Which we won't name guys, but it was, it was, wow. It was juicy. It was juicy. Um, but yeah, so very kind of like, yeah, maybe sees humans and, and within that dating as like quite transactional and uh, something that he compartmentalizes. <laughs> Um, Each episode, we're gonna just pronounce a word wrong. Honestly, today the, the word the of the word. day is how do you pronounce it? Compartmentalize. Compartmentalizes. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, so funny actually with him, we he was like, "Where do you want to go?" When we were chatting, and we actually wanted to go to this place called Russian Tea Rooms because I honestly cannot fucking tell you why, but we just I think I'd seen it somewhere and it just looked kind of hilarious, like super like over the top like decadent vibes yeah. 
So we wanted to go and it just so happened that he literally lived in a building above it. We were like, oh my God, crazy. Cause that was like, that was like proper like Central Park. Um, and like, it really was the same building. Like yeah. it's the same building. It's, yeah, I like guess his doorman like, definitely got yeah, lost. Yeah, it's like they'd having the doorman, yeah. yeah. They'd probably take his post. Yeah, know? exactly, exactly. Probably deliver him lunch, but he didn't want it because when he actually asked us about it after, so he was just like, so why did you want to go there? Like, that place is disgusting. He was like, I thought you were too... Dis-. What did he say? He's like, he basically was just like, I thought you were two disgusting girls that wanted to go. Yeah. Like, he pretty much said it. I mean, I, I wish I could say I was sugarcoating, guys. I was not. Like, yeah. he said it as explicitly as that. But funny enough, so we are actually running late to meet up with him and that already, like, kind of set the tone because, as we said, this guy was like, time is money for this guy, you know? And he... <sighs> was on a schedule and you already knew you best believe he had something lined up for the next time slot the next hour we knew if we missed our shot it would be over yeah exactly we had to strike whether iron was hot Mm. that's the expression right it is yeah okay but anyway so he's like texting me like where are you bear in mind guys it was like five minutes late we were huffing and puffing running up like whatever avenue trying to not get run over by like new york taxis and stuff it's like it was our hearts were beating we were like obviously already low-key a bit nervous because this was you know first cut is the deepest you know especially with the daddies um just like where are you exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark wasn't it it was that that, authority you know that i think triggered us both a bit not to say that you know the buzzword triggered but i think both of us have somewhat issues with authority and potentially especially with like male paternal like authority and it was just like this kind of like the the let this idea of sanctions was already like present there. It was like if you're not here, and he literally was like, if you're not here in three minutes, I'm leaving. Mm. So we were like freaking out, like running to get to, well, freaking out, but also laughing, but also freaking out. But yeah, I mean, like five minutes late doesn't warrant five exclamation marks. I know. Like I just I think there's a thing called patience, but it's yeah. just, just not in his vocabulary. What one one. one exclamation mark could have done the job it was like every minute you were late you had an extra exclamation mark yeah 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 i've yet to think what it would have been like if i was an hour late you know the thing is like that's another thing too like our like tolerance threshold and expectation anticipations with these men was so different to our normal standards of what we would have put up with like i mean then again their attitude and their behavior was actually very different to how it would have been more dating in the, you know, millennial field. Sure. It was, like, it was almost, like, funny because there was this juxtaposition and this, like, kind of weird, like, delay, like, jet lag between the the quite obvious, like, manifestation of them being of a certain age and having, therefore, done a bulk of their dating at a certain age. Because... Mm-hmm. For most guys, let's be honest, and most people in general, most of their dating is done in their 20s, 30s, whatever. There's an idea that from then, you're at least conventionally meant to be with one person and you're married and you're checked up, whatever. Obviously, Eli was definitely more of a a bachelor, but Mm. we had some down the line that were definitely long-term monogamy Mm. type guys. And so it was kind of funny because the fact that maybe they did the bulk of the dating in I don't know the 80s 
Let me just work this out. Yeah. Let me do some quick math. Let's here. not reveal the fact that they were 75. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually Dumbledore. Bed. We were. <laughs> it was Dumbledore. Um, yeah, I guess 80s, 90s. And, you know, I, I've, I really felt that even if we were talking through, like, a digital medium, an app, and everything was very, like, contemporary, um, even in the kind of, like, the exchange of it, the very quick turnover of matching with someone, meeting with someone, it was just, like, not as long-winded and, like, there was not this idea of, like, this organic idea of, like, I'm going to win her over, I'm going to, like, wow her, I'm going to, like... Um, he already knew he'd Quote. won when he sent those exclamation marks. He knew we'd yeah. be sweating. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, 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 yeah, there's nothing, he didn't come with any attitude of, like, I'm going to win anyone over. Yeah. It was like, the conquest, at least in his mind, had already been, you know, won. And it was, like, funny because although there was this idea of, like, yeah, like, very digital interaction, like, at the end of the day, the, like, old school mentalities would, seep through the kind of cracks of like I guess he was thinking of a time where if you set a place and a time you would just have to fucking be there because no one's calling up your landline to tell you when you know so that's yeah kind of... but he, I mean he was very much like on it he was on his phone a lot yeah, yeah. He, was, he, was, he, he was he he was like a you know yeah I mean like he was very much an addict like he yeah. you know he was pretty much on his phone more than he was on the date like to be fair yeah i mean that's probably why he bought us the food like yeah um but so i don't i don't know like i don't think he was like a, he wasn't a dinosaur like he he was like a young yeah. elder guy but also you know he like he was i think he you know he he had been in quite a long-term marriage i mean because he said his son was getting his was a footballer oh yeah for but that didn't necessarily imply he'd been in long-term marriage. No, true, but he did mention his wife and, like, made the assumption that he's in a long-term marriage. But, like, I, I don't... I do think, like, definitely he's, like, the kind of, like, the the boomer playboy. Yeah. Like, that's... He was a boomer playboy, but, like, he wasn't, like... I d- I'm not... I'm not sensing... I feel like he was, like, he was, like, ascending and coming into his, like, dating... I don't know who am I kidding the guy's obviously a fucking whore like yeah, he probably yeah, yeah, yeah. just been dating his whole life yeah be let's be honest he cheated on his yeah. wife continuously don't know I'm like making excuses for him. no 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 yeah, yeah well anyway like basically oh we should probably give context on his tinder profile was actually kind of hilarious in itself like definitely worthy of mentioning it was like literally an old photo of him at um Tel Aviv University he was uh Israeli and then like two photos of his penthouse flat and then maybe like one blurry photo of him definitely like in his 30s or something you know like mm. so but then obviously the the age and the timestamp on his university photo didn't really match you know so we we already knew he was these were some old school kind of tbt kind of yeah. photos but um yeah i mean that profile is just like essentially saying like identity is money because like yeah. it, his whole pro- profile was about it was a commodity yeah, like yeah. it was just like a, a, a shameless and absolutely egomaniac display of capitalism like mm. i mean you've got five fucking photos to like show yourself and two of them are your flat like it wasn't a meme to be fair yeah two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two of your flat and the view and two of them your is park. your real estate like who like people have seen thousands of times yeah. in like media and shit literally like... and god did he talk about his flat a lot wow he did we say it's above Russian tea room? Literally, yeah. And he apparently had like full catering down there, like a pool, whatever. Obviously, he offered a couple times to come see it. 
Um, it was in the it was a firm no for us. But um, but yeah, so basically, like, um, obviously, wasn't off to a great start. We pull up, like, he's gone. Obviously, he's like, Russian team was just closed. So not only were we late, but the thing was closed. What are the odds? Marks, yeah. What are the fucking odds? Yeah, we got two thousand for that. It's like two thousand points for Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you know. We basically got expelled. We got expelled I, as... I, I honestly think a bead of sweat might have, like, oh, yeah. fallen from my forehead. It, fucking, it flew into my eye, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, like, yeah. yeah, it was... We were, yeah, it was, like, it was stressful. Yeah. And so we decided to... We had um, scoped out the area, actually, the day before, and we found this other spot next door called, like, Rue 57. Like, I mean, the absolute, like visual representation of an identity crisis that place was like yeah. the name was basically french but then obviously quoting route 57 or whatever which i guess is an it iconic was, like yeah but then they serve japanese food so go fucking figure guys yeah you do the math there's there's no there's no answer to this there's no method to the madness but the fusions it's a fusion guy yeah but there was no like the flavors it was like parisian style cafe with like sashimi but I mean, listen, we, we, we were like, listen, we're here now, uh, if you want to meet us, because he'd already gone home. It's yeah. like, oh, don't act like it's a big commitment. You've literally gone up the stairs, but I'm like, so anyway, he literally, uh, yeah, I guess he, if he lived on the penthouse, it's probably quite a long lift yeah. journey up. But we're like, we're here now, like, if you want to meet us, we're sorry we're late. And um, he's like, okay, are you sure you're there, like, proper, like, kind of abrupt, like, blunt? Yeah. So he eventually came through, and we were, like, watching the door like a hawk, like, Actually, no, you've gone, you gone into the toilet. And I was like, fucking... Anyway, I saw him walk in, and I was like, oh, my God, that's literally him. Uh, I was like, what have we gotten ourselves into? And then there's always that first thing in a, in a date where you kind of look at each other, and there's this kind of, like, scan that happens. And it's like, it's like right, who's getting catfished here, you know? It's like, everyone's going to look. Yeah. You know, you're looking, yeah. at, you're looking at the heart, you're looking yeah. at the thing, you're looking at the... Oh, okay, that was some good lighting in that photo. Okay, yeah. fair enough. You know, I mean, there's nothing to go by with him. Like, yeah, he well, like his flat. Like... I mean, in him, I kind of tried to zoom in and see his reflection in the windows of his yeah. flat. But yeah, so he sat down, and from then it was just very like there was no real like organic conversation. Get to know each other. It was very like transactional, very like rushed conversations, almost like speed dating. Like, um, so what are you doing here? What do you do? Very much. Who are you? Like ASL vibes. Um, and and sorry guys, uh, that's age, sex, location, uh, not um, American Sign Language. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want them to get the wrong abbreviation. Yeah. It, does that does that mean American Sign Language? Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, I just realised that. That's, okay. Obviously, he was not. He was speaking. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so as we start chatting, kind of came out that I don't know. He asked us where we were from and whatever. And, mentioned Iran and then he just like out of the blue just started talking about how he supports the women of Iran you know but it was just like weird with him this kind of fake I mean it was like I don't know I kind of felt like his vibe was like are we are you parody like are you it was almost like he was pranking us like sometimes yeah. like you know didn't you get that vibe like it yeah. was a bit uncanny like I, I, I was like you're asking me this question but like are you like is there a camera over there like i just felt I like i was being pranked like I, I just the tone that was being set was very much like you know 
I'm the one in control and I'm like punking you. Yeah, very much. You know? Even just the fact he had this kind of weird like, he had this grin on the whole, like his face. It's just like, exactly like, I definitely he felt- He had a grin. Fuck. He had a grin and he's just like kind of like, he just seemed amused. Yeah. Because I, I think the difference here, maybe compared to some other daddies that we went on dates with down the line, which is actually kind of funny that he was our first daddy encounter is that it was less candid. I do think that there was actually a lot of daddies that came down the line that maybe either on our end or their end or mainly, mainly their end, to be honest, there was more kind of like delusion. Like there actually was more of a belief that this was a genuine date. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with him, I think partially because of the whole setup of us, there being two of us, he knew we were traveling, he knew whatever. Mm. But also because I think of the frequency at which he dated and just in general how clearly like disposable humans seem to be for him like even we'll cover this in a bit but obviously he his memes that he would continuously send like he whenever he'd send me a meme it would literally say forwarded too many times you know on whatsapp Mm -hmm. it it just kind of reminds you of the fact that you are one amongst many others and like nothing is really tailored or specifically directed at, at you but more so just like you're just one on a long list yeah um I think that's definitely how he saw dating. Um, and so I think, yeah, he saw, he maybe seemed a bit amused that we were almost like trying to conceal what he explicitly mm. knew. Yeah, because we were kind of trying, I don't know what we were trying, but we weren't like, we didn't want to kind of like imply anything sugar daddy related because obviously no, that I don't wasn't think what that's we were ever, doing. No, I don't think that's ever sort mm. of like how we, kind of like enter any date like it's not like you know of course I, him, always, I think like, we needed to, to signpost pick it. up the check like it's not like yeah you know i'm expect, expecting of them to do it it's really not about that but i think i think the difference it's just ethnographic with, research like it was almost like I, mind games like he was looking in the, me in the eyes and no he was like i know yeah what you're doing here yeah. even though we weren't doing that but it's like I don't know, there was a weird, some sort of like calling your bluff situation mm. going on. But also even the way that he was like, kind of like leant over, arms on the table, like in that suit, kind of like mm-hmm. asking those questions with a grin. He was calling his like, shots. It was like... It's like, we were meant no, to no, ask no, the no, questions. No, no, I'm interviewing you. Yeah, I know. And we, we, It's we, almost we, like, I buy the lunch, I ask the questions. That's yeah. kind of what he was saying. And what's funny is that he kind of probably felt like, I see right through you, you're just trying to get lunch out of this. But what he didn't know, it was like almost like funny that we were gonna go to the Russian tea rooms because it was like Russian dolls of like peeling the layers of the onion where it's like, he thought he could see right through us and that we were basically just in it for a free lunch. But actually what he didn't realize is that we were actually in it for ethnographic research reasons. We basically just wanted to get to know him and understand the dynamics of how he saw the date and etc like be around an older man exactly anything wrong with that (laughs) and so yeah it was kind of funny how everyone was almost like sussing each other out everyone was like seeing right through everyone but actually no one was really seeing it was quite like russian roulette vibes it was a poker fucking game yeah poker face it was literally like bluffy in the vampire slayer (laughs) (laughs) bluffy the vampire slayer no, get it? You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Great, great. Um, great work, Leila. Anyway, so... Right. So, the Iran thing, he basically, obviously at that time, at that moment, and still ongoing, there was the uprising of all the protests, and he brought that up 
instantly as soon as I said I was from Iran like, and it was like, almost like I think it was kind of interlinked with his political like presence and identity but also maybe again with this kind of like I support you like fake kind of like non-misogynistic narrative because he then went on to as I mentioned sending these memes still to this day I get them but they're not like it's so weird like it's like kind of like parent kind of memes where it's like a really weird like photo with like this text overlay thing and it's just like it kind of just doesn't really Mm. it's like not funny at all and it's just like all like caricatures of like like muslim kind of like authority like figures and it's almost like this fake kind of like weird like you know when you see something you're like not quite sure do you support me or is this like a very yeah very ambiguous yeah it's very like layout Clinton's gift cards kind of like yeah. a few like diamantes but then like maybe yeah. like a meaningful image underlaid a vague text yeah. like you know it's not it's not saying you're, it, it, it's confusing it's like his whole persona this mm-hmm. like um, mid middle ground of anything yeah 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 you can't really yeah you don't really know where what he thinks about it because these images are so vague that they don't actually convey well in their in their essence like that because they're just these like highly shared and broadcasted images like and with a text overlay thing like none of them are really conveying any opinion per se and like you sharing it doesn't because they're so vague in themselves like they don't actually say anything about what you think mm. and so to have him like share all these like photos with me as if like as as a, as an act of support and also just felt weird in general because i mean i don't know i um it was weird but i mean memes were just such a thing for him like for for obviously beyond the iran related memes he would also send stuff like you know literally just picture like a photo of a tulip field and it just says the words like the morning belongs to those who rise early or like seize the day, mm. like carpet the like, Yeah, literally. Yeah. And then obviously they talked about their meme group that they had this kind of like weird por- pornography mm. kind of group. Wait. Yeah, I think we should like say that. We didn't even say. Yeah. We didn't even say they, yeah. as in. So basically Eli basically brought along a friend as well. Yeah. I mean, he didn't arrive until after we'd all got there but yeah so this guy rocked up he was a philanthropist mm. or, or was he the receiver of the goods so he was actually a charity worker but yeah like that um eli was a, is a philanthropist and donated a lot to this guy's charity yeah um and i also thought that guy kind of got treated as though he was poor i mean like not like our level of poor mm. but yeah i think he was also he treated did. somewhat as poor there was hierarchies there which actually yeah actually in a way were refreshing in that it, it it kind of seemed like it wasn't just like a misogynistic hierarchy it was purely just that Eli just had a god complex that it wasn't about who you were it was just about <laughs> that he was just better than anyone and everyone like his ego was so inflated it was insane and like you know mm. it was kind of kind of funny the whole situation like he's the first but the only one who actually brought along someone else. Yeah, um, that goes back to what I was saying about like the so the social elites like kind of interactions are always in groups. Yeah, they're not like one on one because like what do you, re- you you I mean you get more from interacting with five people than at a time than one person. You yeah, know? it's like yeah yeah. 
it's a scheduling of course issue, yeah yeah but... because there's only so much you can cram in and if you mm. can kind of knock out a date and a business lunch in one it, you know you might as well and that's very much how it felt it felt like mm. we were almost like extras on their business lunch and vice versa this this mm. guy who came through who I think was some sort of a very high end like charity fundraiser guy very high, guy, end, yeah, very yeah. high end like he, he sort of threw balls and stuff yeah he'd literally flown in in the morning he was flying off to somewhere else in the afternoon like mm. probably in a private jet he was just like you know not what you get when you're working at the British Red Cross like yeah, in, you know, yeah, like, yeah, in a call yeah, centre yeah. like he in was like Patagonia jacket yeah 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 um, but he but, didn't Eli didn't seem like he secured the bag though no I think this is like yeah. a very like entry level conversation I think they were late. They were kind of like laying the grounds. I think it was almost like peacocking, you know, like bringing us two on this day. It's almost like, look, look at these. Like, yeah, I think the other guy was just like alarmed in parts. Like, of yeah. course, he at the end joined in, but yeah. I think it, it, at some parts the guy was like, "What the actual like fook is going yeah. on here?" Like, yeah. he was like, "What he asked?" He was like, confused. "Oh, so how do you guys all know each other?" Because I think as much as we thought we stepped in on a business lunch, yeah. he felt he stepped in on some like yeah. fucking some dystopian double date with Eli and his split personalities. Um, yeah, I think I even looked over at like that other guy once and I was like... Blink twice if you're... Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I'm fucking real. But he, yeah, I, I remember looking over and being like, you and me fucking both, like, I don't know what is going on here. Yeah, no, literally, like, um, I think everyone felt a bit ambushed, perhaps, but yeah. um, it was, it was kind of funny and it was like, almost like, it added an extra element of like, um, without wanting to do so, Eli, by bringing this other person, transformed it into a double date, even though if at the yeah, table, he was probably the yeah. least like romantically yeah. oriented person. Totally. But this is also why it kind of like turned into this poker face, like game of Russian roulette. Yeah. Because like, cause, like it was so all, cryptic. Yeah, first of all, you brought me and I was like, yeah. Here we go, yeah, I'm yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like sat down, I sat down as soon as I'm like content, contented, mm. your boy walks in boy. and I'm like He collected oh. the boy. And like he's then he's like Yeah, because Sophie thought she was gonna be chilling down or yeah, screen I was like, mode. I can literally go like 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 bed mode. Sophie was gonna start like meditating and like she was gonna start doing her shopping list. Yeah, right? and, yeah exactly. Just stay out of it and then and then anyway, so this guy rocks up and Unsummoned. Sits down. Yeah, and and also he came up to the table. And I was like, "Sorry, I think you've got, I think you've got the wrong table." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, no, no, no. He's like, no, 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 no urban, Eli. no urban hikers here. He yeah, was, no Patagonia no, heads. Like, no mountain boot New Yorkers <laughs> here. Like, he, he was like, and he sat down. And he was so confused, and we were confused. And like, also, where yeah. had he been hiding? He, because also, like, I'd have said, "Is it cool if I bring a friend?" Blah blah. This Eli had never yeah. ever stated. Like, you know, he could have been like, "Oh, yeah. good, I'll bring one too." No, he so yeah. He was confused though. Like I looked over at the table with him when he sat down, and I was like, okay, so I guess it's you for me today. Like yeah, I yeah, have yeah, to yeah, like yeah. entertain the order. And he, honestly, I like he looked up and he looked at me, and guy looked shell shocked. I yeah. was like, yeah, I was shaking. Oh yeah, maybe that was some sort of you know, but like yeah, 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 pre-existing condition. But I read it to be like, what the Fear. hell is going on? Yeah, um, and. You know, that's when he asked the question. So how do you guys know each other? Yeah. Which Eli quickly brushed off like, oh, you know, yeah. he was trying to take the credit. It's almost like meeting on an app was too easy. He kind of wanted to, I don't know, 
imply that he found this in the fucking streets or something yeah. like and found it like that's pretty true woman. yeah i do think that there was that like you know i think he kind of probably did want to say that he'd like as a phila- philanthropist too good to go found us on the streets like yeah we were just another like you know charity tax deductible yeah. like endeavor and so it was it was yeah it was kind of bizarre and it obviously very comical um but they talked about the the group didn't they that they basically had this group with like loads of i guess guys and they would just send each other really like explicit pornographic like content and it's like that was bizarre so then there was kind of like this weird obviously complicity between you and me Mm -hmm. undeniable of course uh and everlasting Mm -hmm. then there was the like weird kind of like grinning at each other complicity like look what look who i got like you know almost implying like if we play our cards right we'll go back to my apartment vibes like really it felt that way you know like but then and then there was this kind of like everyone was trying to suss each other out it like literally Mm -hmm. felt like a poker game like yeah and when obviously he was like order what you want um he mentioned a couple of times like how are you paying for this like you must be hungry wait whatever and even when we asked for food recommendations later down the line like oh where's good to go in new york he was like no no no. the other guy was about to like drop some names he's like no 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 no. give them like give them a kebab kind of agree he was like trying to give us cheap, like a gyros cheap. restaurant it's like cheap. give them cheap it's like yeah like this guy like, really just thought we were like yeah. yeah he was like definitely just thought we were just like these broke-ass chicks like you know he did he thought we were broke he he, he missed the end we're mm. not broke we're just broken that is yeah. cool so yeah he um oh my god so we over we obviously ordered food we ordered like what did we get a couple of margaritas yeah. they were like pink margaritas at I mean, room 57 yeah. yeah a quintessential paris uh hideout in the center of the city um and then we got like he was like, "Oh, I've already had a lunch." Yeah, this was his second lunch, guys. He just pulled. Up, he just came down from like came down from like a lunch uptown or something, and um, he was like, "Oh, we're not gonna order too much." Next, you know, he's like, "We'll get that, 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 that." Like he was just getting all these platters, and then um, obviously, yeah. So I got this like sashimi thing, and then you got um, tuna tuna tataki. Yeah, and then so like when the food arrived, it was like very much like he took control. He ordered most of the things like it was like we kind of managed to get one little Mm -hmm. order in Mm -hmm. and then um when the food arrived to his friend he was like try some other food and that was like a hilarious moment guys because not only could this guy not hold chopsticks like if his life depended on it like he was holding them like literally like fucking et oh yeah maybe it was the pre-existing yeah as we referenced earlier now i'm thinking back like he was like like jump slowly moving into the vision yeah with his chopsticks sideways i saw them come through sideways. the corner of my eye literally like the literally et's finger coming through like and just really slow shaky and i just couldn't believe it like i just was so amused but also kind of shocked by the situation of like of Obviously, it's very normal to share food and taste things, whatever. But I think that's an agreement thing. You go, you agree with someone yeah. to share food with them. You don't, exactly. like, you know, if we go out for dinner, we'll always probably share. Yeah. But we, but but but, but we still friends. ask. Yeah, yeah. But we're still like, you know, it's still like, oh yeah, let's share a 
few dishes like yeah. this is like everyone has their one plate in front of yeah. them and then suddenly a cho- pair of chopsticks radiate like yeah kind of, like permeating your vision like it's the sideways for me though mm-hmm. like i mm-hmm. couldn't use them it was just kind of like funny how like eli basically came through gave him permission he was like oh try some of the food i eat everything at this table is Eli's intellectual property, including the people who are sat there mm-hmm. at least for the duration of the lunch because he is what he basically, yeah. 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 And so it was first Eli giving consent on, I guess my behalf. And then this guy coming through with like his shaky, like ET finger and just like excavating a piece of sashimi. I was just like, I was lost for words. I was like, wow, like, um, but I think it was quite like revealing of the whole dynamic of just like imagine someone you never met like helping themselves from your plate like it's just like well but you know that was just I guess another power play another like I'm in control of the situation Mm -hmm. on on Eli's behalf and I think those kind of comments on like what we could and couldn't afford and how like kept being like oh you girls just he said a couple times didn't he like so are you just going on dates to get like meals and stuff Mm -hmm. like kind of contribute to, to us just feeling like yeah. I mean, it did really make us feel like I, I'm not gonna escorts. lie like even because I mean I think there was a point where I didn't I put down my chopsticks or something you know I was getting full yeah, yeah. you know that's absolutely fine. That's fine that's absolutely fine and then suddenly it's like Sophie eat more like yeah. as, as if I'm it's gonna be famished. a final meal of the week or yeah something. and it's like I did really in that moment feel like some sort of like Asian horror no I, I did no but I felt like some sort of you know like like I kind of felt like even though that's not what I was doing I felt like he in his mind was like paint like he was picturing me kind of like so yeah. hungry that I need to like oh eat with my hands like but like putting it in like you know what I mean Fuck, yeah like, I, I, like he, he, the way that he said to me like come on like eat more I was like yeah are you I'm, trying I'm to like, see some like live yeah, mukbang or yeah, something? Yeah. <laughs> trying to get the slurpy sounds and everything. Um, ASMR and then record it and fall asleep to it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it was weird. It's like he, he took this like perverted like satisfaction in yeah. knowing that he had done God's work yeah. in feeding us that day, you know? I guess that is like on a very small scale philanthropist mindset like yeah i'm i'm helping someone out. but i i guess like with philanthropy like there's the type which is like you know hidden and unknown and the type which is like very known which is which is like maybe what a philanthropist like you know essentially why they like put their name to like the charity that they're helping or something mm. like i feel like he's very much someone that's like philanthropy is a way to exonerate him from all the bad stuff that he's yeah. done. Yeah. Um, he wants the credit for yeah, it. Yeah, he, he wants, wants the credit. It's PDA. Yeah. It's like yeah. philanthropy, PDA. Like, yeah. Like he wants you know, It's not selfless. It. Yeah, exactly. Goodness. Well, that's why, you know, he's like, you know, he's asking us loaded questions like, you know, um, how have you, how are you doing this? Like, give them a, or, or, or something like, you know, give them like a cheap recommendation or like eat more. It's like, it's like, it's quite explicitly saying eat more because you need it 
and you know I'm next to you right now and I'm obviously paying for this and you can have whatever you want like it's very mm. kind of like it's very like explicit isn't it like I'm the charitable one mm. I'm helping you whereas yeah. like you know like you can just Venmo some cash over if you want like yeah. and, oh, actually I don't know if your name is like attached to Venmo but like there are ways of being a philanthropist and like donating to charity without like essentially and it being a selfless act or something yeah but, yeah it was like literally like make a wish foundation be mm. t- getting taken out for the day and like have as much as you can because you're going to go back to the cinderella you're going to turn into like a pumpkin mm. once i once my aura my my ego has left the room um but yeah there was like i think the recurring thing with him is like no shame like he but in a way it was quite yeah it was refreshing to see that he was just like that full stop and not just like that because we were women not just yeah. like that because we were younger just because that was his person, you know? Yeah. And I, I do think there was... I think that, yeah, is my takeaway from it. Like, in the sense, you know, I did dislike a lot of things that Eli embodied and represented, though it get me wrong. And, like, you know, I did feel like it was demoralising. However, I do stand a guy that can just be honest about, like, their personhood a bit. Like, mm. you know, he wasn't really trying to conceal things. No smoke and mirrors. That, like, you know, for example, if we're going to go back to, you know, like, upbringing and stuff, I think that was something that was quite, like, big in my relationship with my father and that, like, there was a lot of behind-the-screen things going on and, you know, essentially... I mean, I'm not going to get into too much, but, like, you know, uh, a mask being worn. And I, ca- mm. I kind of do appreciate someone that is, like, just completely honest about, like, their direction and mm. what they want. Mm. Like, that's something really... It's refreshing. Refreshing, but it's... also, like, I don't know. It, it, I'm not saying I was attracted to him, but that mm. is attractive to me, external to these situations. Yeah. Someone that's, as a trait. Like, yeah, as a trait. Someone. Like, I mean, honestly, everyone will say that. But, like, sometimes, like even though you know that you like honestly like a lot of people can't admit that you know they'll like a person like Eli because obviously he is has his like bad yeah. qualities but I don't know a package. I, yeah exactly I totally think that you know I, I respected that you know he was just honest about yeah yeah it was just kind of like I mean it was kind of crazy to see this person who was just so unconditionally and unshamefully um explicit about what mm. they want obviously as the uh, lunch progressed it kind of ended in quite like some crude like posing and stuff and like you know yeah he was just absolutely shameless mm. and clearly had no hashtag no filter yeah. and I think that comes a lot with the level of privilege he had you know but I think yeah, of course, also yeah. that this was quite like a visceral first portrayal mm. of like a New York middle-aged daddy and mm. like and maybe American as a whole in, in general, like, you know, them being a lot more forward and a lot more explicit, you know, about their status, the like, mm-hmm. the, even their, like, earnings, their salary. There's a, there's a bit more of a culture of, there's less ambiguity culturally than, than you'd find in the UK. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, generally speaking, they're more like forthcoming, um, less kind of like private than say Brits are. Yeah. Um, 
and I think that's like I'm predominantly referring to like maybe money because I've had conversations in America as well which is like how much do you earn and, and and it's a very outspoken kind of like thing to speak about your wealth but also yeah I do think kind of like person that I don't know personality like they're a bit more open maybe yeah um yeah but I don't know they probably still have problems with male dishonesty <laughs> to be fair oh yeah like, of course of course yeah no I mean I don't think actually saying things explicitly and and saying things as they are necessarily necessarily is like synonym of honesty in a way you know because I think you can in his case he was very blunt and forthcoming mm-hmm. about things that he wanted his desires and his like his expectations but it doesn't necessarily make him an honest person I don't think in my opinion in the sense that it could be that he's just adhering to for example clearly he was very like shaped by capitalism in yeah. a way is being forthcoming about mm. expectations around monetary exchanges mm. and give and take in that respect is that being honest if actually you're being conditioned well i think what i was referring to is that he's honest about i don't i don't think i was referring to being honest about what he was expecting sexually or anything i mm. think i'm saying he's honest about like how much he earns his status yeah. Yeah. and his i suppose like approach to like dating two young girls mm. i don't i don't think i'm like necessarily speaking about well i i don't know like i think i do think he is honest in some yeah. in some parts i do i'm not i don't think i was like explicitly saying every part of grain of him and dna is 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 an honest guy like that's obviously clear i'm sure he does very like corrupt things so i'm mm. definitely disassociate that side of his business making mind to like the way that he presents himself on a date like i don't think obviously he didn't turn up on that date and then message before and say like this is what i expect from you sexually but like at least he came with us but i suppose like he he wasn't like pretending that he thought we were people that we weren't yeah obviously he had a very low opinion of us but mm. i don't think he was sort of like in any way saying anything to like as like lying in any way to get more than that lunch mm. like you know he wasn't like i think you you guys are so you know beautiful yeah. clever and and this and then and then clearly at the end expecting to like you know have some sexual encounter like i know he did probably want that but like he, he i don't think he changed any part of his inner narrative and his inner thought process to get what he wanted and i guess yeah. what i'm saying is i appreciate the kind of lack of nice guy syndrome to get yeah. what he wants basically. yeah yeah no, for sure then that comes back to his like god complex where he didn't he just thought so highly of himself that he didn't even need think he needed any kind of embroidering or embellishing Mm -hmm. of the truth you know like as a lot of the guys we subsequently went on dates with there was definitely this and i think just in general in dating there was Mm -hmm. so much of this kind of Maybe not lying, but definitely like concealing parts. Yeah, Yeah. and um, and yeah, with him, what you saw is what you got, and it's 
Yeah, there was not one hint of romance there. Mm. It was like very much um transactionary. Like yeah. and that's what I that's I, I think what I took away from it in the sense it was almost more comforting. Like some like obviously we will delve into other dates we've been on in other episodes, but in other episodes like there's something so like unhinged about yeah being around a guy that is saying one thing and then when it comes to the end of the day after a few drinks yeah acting a different way i find that so like you know it's terrifying i think it is really scary like yeah uh, like because obviously you know catch yourself alone like luckily you know we are together it's very calculated and it's it's very like it's very deceiving and it's very manipulative Mm. and um i think those traits reoccur a lot in dating yeah but I think when there's a dynamic of, in general, male to female, yeah. there is, like it or not, there are disparities there. But on top of it, if you're talking about an age imbalance, and on top of it, you're talking about uh, maybe even a financial imbalance. Mm. In the case of someone like Eli, who explicitly reminded us throughout the date, yeah, you know, you kind of need to like cling on to some things where you still have control and not mm. not feel like you're being coerced into something by the withho- withholding information yeah but anyway um i guess that's yeah i think i think we should save what we were just about to say to for the, the next, next episode, episode where we'll be talking about talking about Julian, Julian. um Julian. our queen's daddy um yeah watch this space guys episode two coming to you very soon in the meantime don't forget to like subscribe comment dm slide in do what you want to do twobrokengirls.io is our ig handle mm-hmm. we'll see you all there and two broken girls worldwide at gmail.com is our email address if you want to just like you know send any send us some questions we'll send, us, them. send us some memes guys yeah. send us some memes um so yeah that's all guys thank you for listening and can't wait to be reunited in episode two lots of love love you bye